You're listening to the Creatively Connected Classroom Podcast, episode number 33. Welcome to the Creatively Connected Podcast from Education Closet, connecting teachers and ideas one glue stick at a time. Here's your hosts and K-12 Art Chat founders, Matt and Laura Grundler. This is Matt and Laura Grunler. Welcome to another episode of the Creatively Connected Classroom. We have with us another amazing person. I know I say that every week, but or every time we talk about him, <laughs> but um, is Matt Wyman. And uh, Matt, we just want to welcome you to our chat today, and we appreciate you taking Being the time a part with us. Of the Creatively Connectedness. So, Matt, I understand you are a third grade teacher and you are a general classroom teacher, and we'd love to hear more about your own journey as an educator and a little bit about your background. So, can you share that with us? Sure, sure. I teach at Will Lane Elementary in East Penn School District in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania. And this, I've been teaching there. So, I long-term subbed when the school first opened about 10 years ago. And then I long-term stuff a little bit more, got a contract. But this is the second career for me, actually. And I don't know if you guys know that. I ran a painting, a home painting business before being a teacher. <laughs> I see you smiling. It was residential repaint and specifically ah. custom painting. So we worked with colors. My wife and I actually had a business together. It was just the two of us going into a million different homes in all these developments in Pennsylvania with these newer homes. But we weren't doing new construction. We went in to do the the decorative work. I hung wallpaper. We did faux finish, that kind of thing. So I've been been around paint for a long time and colors. (laughs) But I wanted to get into the classroom because I was tired of working all by myself. And I felt like I had a gift to offer. And um, elementary was uh, a really fun, I can be pretty cheesy. So, <laughs> you know, I felt like that kind of fit my, that was like my niche. And it's been a fantastic, exciting, fantastic journey for me. But I love bringing creativity to every lesson and every day I'm doing something as I reflected about this chat. I, was, I do something artistic, I think, just about every single day. That's awesome. Once I reflected on it. That's great. Well, that was actually going to be one of my questions for you. You know, as K-12 Art Chat, we really don't, we've kind of moved beyond just art teachers and we want to invite all educators into the conversation about creativity. So what was something, or I mean, I'm curious how you found an art chat and how you felt that compelled to connect to it on Twitter. Well, there are probably quite a few reasons, actually. One is, I am like the king, or I should say captain, of (laughs) lifelong learning. I'm all about teaching myself and always growing. So I love art, and I've always wanted to know more. So that right there is probably one of the main reasons I was connecting to your chat. Plus, one of the things I like about teaching elementary is that it's on my level. I am a third grader, (laughs) you know. So (laughs) learning your chat, I was hoping to not be overwhelmed too much. And I have to tell you, I mean, the, the, both the audience and the people who participate in the K-1-2 art chat has been so uh, inviting, welcoming, and I love chatting with you guys. And no one makes me feel like I'm a, an outsider or just because I don't know the, the big names or, or techniques. But I want to take what you guys have to offer and plug it into my classroom is what I'm really looking for. 
looking for. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we got a lot of resources of people from all around the U.S. and even around the world who even Laura and I reach out to those people and we're like, hey, I don't know anything about this or we don't know anything about that. So, well, yeah, I think that that's a that's a thing there. Like you said, we're all I mean, hopefully educators, we're all lifelong learners and in anything, there's no way to know it all. There's just, we can't. I mean, as much as Matt and I love art, we don't know it all. I'm still learning about different movements and different techniques and artistic mediums and things that I've never experienced. So I think any way we can take the fear out of that learning and to be comfortable with creativity is really important. How do you take the fear, especially with third grade? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit on third grade right now because... We have a third grade. We have a third grader. <laughs> we have an older... I saw girl. that in the chat. Yeah, she's, um, she is definitely a third grader. But, you know, one of the things we notice about, you know, Matt having been an elementary art teacher and me working, I work with all grade levels in, in art education. And I go into elementary schools and I see you want kids to be kids and to just explore and explore experiment. And our first grader last night was I let our kids create in my journal a lot, which I really love because later I can see, oh, this is when Tatum was in the first grade and this is what she created. And now look at how she's grown. But what was cute last night or not cute, but profound and might be a better word is she kept saying, I'm experimenting. I'm experimenting in your journal. (laughs) I'm experimenting with this because she was using a, a water soluble crayon basically and I'm experimenting and I'm going to see what happens when I add water to this and I'm going to see what happens when these colors mix and you see that with a first grader they are fearless like they just want to try it and go for it but when you hit third grade I've noticed in third grade it seems to be that that's when the fear starts to develop and that they hold back more instead of being fearless so how do you engage third graders in that continued effort to to be fearless in creativity to try it to see if it works well you know i i know i said i was a third grader but i think possibly i'm a first grader because <laughs> <laughs> i think more than anything i model that fearlessness and as much as i love art and i love working with all different mediums and i bring it into the classroom a lot of times and the first question during the chat kind of had to do with this i just mess around with mediums Mm-hmm. And we just try things out. Now, kudos to your third grader's teacher because, you know, your third grader picked up that word experiment and is using it so wonderfully with art. That's really exciting to me. I want to bring that into my classroom and say we're going to experiment with some illustrations today and pictures. But I think more than anything, so when I'm teaching my class, I don't teach them just the concepts of the day. I teach them life skills. And I think what you hit on is one of the most important things in life. And art is a great place to practice that, you know, when kids and oh my goodness, my kids are playing different sports every single day. Um, Their parents are bringing them to all these really competitive team outings. And when they lose, they know it. And boy, they feel horrible. And they don't want to lose. And they're all about winning with art. There's no winners. If you produce something, if you like it, then you won. And I think just presenting an attitude of not, first of all, not judging one another. Whenever we leave comments, whether it be in a blog or about art or whether we're praising someone for the work that they did writing or or drawing, it's always has to be positive. That's first and foremost. So I sort of protect them from becoming afraid of their art. 
And I think those are a couple of points that are probably pretty useful for any grade, really. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with you completely on that. I remember probably four years ago making that conscious step instead of just calling my classroom the art room. I changed the whole mindset by calling it the art studio. So kids would come in, we would talk about what, what is an art studio? And, you know, so many kids, they walk in, they're like, oh, well, you're the artist. And I'm like, no, you're an artist too, because you're making art and you're making it in a studio. And I think also being able to change the mindset of a critique, you know, it has such a bad connotation to it. And just saying, hey, you know what, we're not critiquing, we're not ripping into it, we're not making fun of it. We're just getting feedback. We're saying, hey, what do you think of this process? Where can I make improvements? And then they tend to shy less away from that fear of, oh my gosh, that really hurt when they made fun of my drawing or they made, you know, this or that. Well, I I think, you know, one of your questions in here, Matt, was about connecting art making to language arts. And anytime we can connect arts to, I mean, it really is the, I mean, Matt and I say this all the time, but really art connects the dots to all subject areas, just like the word experiment. We experiment in science, we experiment in art, you know, those processes aren't so dissimilar. And so I'm curious, you know, how you connect those dots for your kids. And, you know, it does help with the fearlessness when you can make those connections, but I'd love to hear your response to how you connect language arts to visual arts. There's so much to say on all these topics. But, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, I feel like there's 10 points right there. Yes, oh, yeah. go for it. <laughs> but I'll say um, one of the classiest terms that I bring into the classroom and I hope the model is going back to what Matt was saying just for a second, is facilitating. And uh-huh. it, rather than any kind of critiquing, so I will give them some pointers and this goes for language arts, uh, Laura, but also in in anything that they do, and even the way they talk to one another, right? I'll give them some ways to do it in a classier way, but also um, the students all know that only the captain does that. Like (laughs) They do not do that. But mostly I model, and those are actually like usually private moments, but oftentimes I'll model what it is to give feedback and it's just like behavior. You know, if I see a student who's not sitting properly, well, then what do you do? You praise the kid right next to them, right? And for sitting so well and paying mm-hmm. so close attention, right? Same thing with art. If one student is having a hard time getting across, I recently did an assessment where students had to show the fear from a story. And this is where language arts was like tied beautifully to artwork. The students had to draw a picture. And the only parameter was that it had to show the emotions of the characters in the story. And the the characters clearly were terrified. I mean, the story was called Swarms of Terror, right? So (laughs) if the kids, if the the artwork showed people smiling, I'm sorry, but that's wrong. (laughs) And and I talked to them about that before they had to do the assessment. So like, I didn't get any smiles. Um, (laughs) But also, you know, I mean, if kids were drawing squirrels, guess what? That's kind of wrong too, you know? So I would facilitate how to give the positive feedback to those students so that we're all learning how to talk to one another in an appropriate way. And then as far as connecting the dots, oh my goodness, I I love that because I think of my classroom, my teaching, the whole thing as cognitive, like neuroscience, where <laughs> we have connections between neurons and it's like the art, the synapses are, are just lines of paint. 
in fact, my computer, my computer cover has the artistic brain with just like ah. rainbow colors splotched yes. all over yeah. it. But um, I definitely use it in math, science, uh, language arts, you name it. Spelling, we're drawing words, right? For the first time this year, I did sentence, and this will, maybe we should put this in the podcast. I did sentence diagramming. <laughs> oh, you just said something naughty. I did, I know, I know. Oh. But you know why I did it and why I've been interested in it is because it turned the sentence, and this might sound cheesy, it's visual. but it turned the sentence into art. They yeah. loved it. They mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's funny. I was just in a meeting not too long ago where we talked, there was a lot of bad-mouthing about sentence diagrams. And I thought, you know... I can't believe I even know what that term is. Oh, well, I know, right? Well, <laughs> That's well, like old school. We were, that's how we were that's, taught. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I love that you talk about this idea of being classy. I mean, your, your topic for the chat was connecting with class and we love your bow tie. And <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> bow tie Tuesday. <laughs> You there you go. So, um, well, Matt used to wear a tie on every Thursday. He <laughs> would wear tie Thursday. Yeah, tie so. Thursday. He would wear a, a long tie every Thursday. So, tell us, and then maybe Matt can answer this too. I mean, what what is the idea about being classy in the classroom and showing them how to act with class? So, there's so many uh, layers to this, right? And I think there's layers to everything. But with this particular thing, so I'm a very creative. When they asked me what I have to bring to East Penn when I was being interviewed, I said, well. I'm a pretty creative person (laughs) and the first first couple of years, and I am, the first couple of years, I was just kind of like getting my feet wet, but I wasn't walking in. I was jumping in puddles and water was splashing all over. (laughs) It's just a big mess. (laughs) I, I mean, my students definitely got a lot out of my classroom, but I realized I needed structure. And the more creative you are, in my experience in elementary, the more structure is necessary. Mm -hmm. And I liked the term class because it's cheesy. So it's right up my alley. But also, (laughs) like I said earlier, I like developing or teaching the whole person. So in my classroom, I always talk about manners and how to just treat one another. Because a lot of times in third grade, it's all about just your attitude and like how you say things. And more than even the content, it's like, well, what happened what was behind the scenes? Why did you say that? And if you mm-hmm. say, if you act or behave or, or live from that attitude of being classy, then only good things can come from that. Yeah. That's sort of my philosophy. Hi there. This is Susan Riley, founder of Education Closet. If you love these conversations with Team Grundler and friends, please be sure to check out K-12 Art Chat on Twitter. The chat is held every Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Central, and it's a great way to continue the conversation. Just go to twitter.com and search hashtag K12ArtChat. We look forward to chatting with you over there soon. Now let's head back to the show. No, I think that was that was one of the things that interests me when I happen to come across, when I happen to find you on Twitter. And I'm glad you brought up that lesson with the fear because that was the other thing that kind of hooked me in when I saw, you know, a general classroom teacher using technology and using it in a really creative way as far as having these kids. And some of them I saw like your students took selfies with it and then like went back in and drew using the markup app or one of the other apps to go back in to edit their photo. And I just thought that was, that was fantastic. So I like using a hybrid of pretty technical technology 
apps and and we got iPads this year for the first well mm-hmm. we got iPads so we're one to one this year but mm-hmm. we've had iPads in the classroom and I we've had a conglomeration of different you know tech tools but I like jumped right into the tech world when I started teaching but because I like art so much you know I and I like tactile things so I like them writing on paper still and I don't mm-hmm. I don't my classroom is definitely not paperless but I will have them draw and dry erase boards so that we're not mm-hmm. cutting down as many trees. And then we'll take pictures of it. But I want them molding. Our new thing actually is clay. And Ooh. it's cool because you can mold it. It's the kind that doesn't dry. You can mm-hmm. mold it. And then you can make new things. You can mold it into a different shape the next time. But you can take yeah. pictures from all different angles. Yep. And use shadow. And like I said, it's so layered. <laughs> and the differentiation comes in. The fact that every kid is doing something totally different and has different abilities. Yeah, yeah we actually, um, this is not our term, and I, I don't even think it's Kathy's term, but our good friend, Kathy Hunt, uses the term traditional. Like, so you're blending traditional, traditional art and digital. and digital art to make a final I art like form. That. Yeah, wow. so look up traditional because that's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so funny. I had a, I had a teacher who was a, um, observing a student teacher a couple years ago, watch me in my class. And the student teacher was just visiting my classroom. She wasn't even my student teacher, but we were co-teaching. And then afterward, the, the, uh, the graduate level teacher was telling me what styles I was using in my classroom. And I was like, oh, really? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just do my thing, you know? Exactly. And that's, that's it. That's thing. it. You just do your thing. You just do your thing. And then you see the success that comes from yeah, it. Yeah, good teaching is good teaching. It doesn't always have to have a label. And that's something we all need to just focus on is, you know, I don't need to have a name for my pedagogy as long as it's reaching kids and making a difference. That's the most important thing. Yeah. It is good, though, to have those labels. I definitely don't shun those. And I'm going to look up that term because it's lifelong learning. And mm-hmm. I like connecting with people and deepening the skill, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can mess around with clay and you can get a lot out of it. But then you start researching it and learning and deepening your understanding. And you get so much more out of it. So true. Studying masters and, and different techniques. And watch Matt Cockrell do pottery with his feet. I mean, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) You know, I mean, he was trying to figure out ways to keep kids interested. So you started to touch on it. And I think I think we kind of want to go back to it, you know, about the the tech and the the app smashing. What was a project that you kind of felt like you app smashed and did it well or that your students did, I should say? Sure. Well, the recent thing that we're doing right now is we're making books and well, as far as doing it well, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, my, it's kind of my MO to just mess around with stuff. <laughs> I tweet things that I like and that's kind of how art is too, right? I mean, like whatever uh-huh. you see that, is, you know, speaks to you. But one thing that's speaking to me right now is making these story books within the pages app. Mm. You can bring in so many different things. Into, and I haven't published any of these books yet, but you can yeah. actually publish to iBook. So anyone who goes onto iBook can actually download your students' books. And this is going to be, this is right around the corner for me, but my students learned about this from our tech instructional teacher, Dylan Peters, who came into the classroom. He actually taught me and I love learning. So I got so excited. It was right after National Unicorn Day. And I was like, (laughs) okay, everybody, (laughs) you know, those unicorns we just drew on paper. Here we go. (laughs) <laughs> so we, we used the Pages app and we drew the unicorns 
within the pages app and then if you animate the drawing it actually draws it before your eyes within the story and then as far as smashing the app i mean you could do so many things with it you could read the book while while paging through it within mm. iMovie and publish it as a video i actually have been using chatter is it chatter chatter picks yeah yeah and that that was shown to me by one of my students who has messed around with it. She just found it as an app on her iPad. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they were all already using it, come to find out. And I just <laughs> happened, to, <laughs> happened to visit the world, right? It was like walking through the wardrobe and they were already playing in <laughs> the Chronicles of <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so That's I started awesome. using that with some of my paper puppets that I already had in the classroom. And I had, and I had, you, I had drawn in Adobe Draw and stuff. Uh, so it's, now they're, Instead of it being images, they're actually talking images. And I like with Chatterpix how the image just sits there, right? And yeah. the mouth is the only thing moving. So it's not as much of a distraction as mm -hmm. like the whole full-blown animation of, uh, you know, iMovie or cartoons and stuff. Yeah, um, it becomes more of the storytelling. There's so many different apps. And as far as smashing them and using them together, for me, it's almost like a challenge. How many different apps can I use in this? You know, yeah. oh, I don't have any music. Well, let's let's make a song in GarageBand. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. That is, yeah. yeah. No, that's. I'm fantastic. waiting for an app where smells come out of uh, some kind of. Oh, <laughs> that'd be cool. It's like maybe, television. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you talked about. I mean, your very first question was about artful mess and a in, in a classy place and making big glorious messes why do you think that making a mess is important oh i to me that's art i mean you only see, so art to me is more than just the finished product i feel like art is a journey and if you're not getting your feet dirty what kind of journey is that right i mean right the best hikes are when you're a mess afterward, all sweaty and scratched <laughs> up by sticks and stuff. I feel like the best art is when you actually experience clay in your fingers. And when you go home and you still have paint and art materials under your fingernails, that's when you know you had a pretty awesome art. Those are the best days, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Sure. I'm I, I get that because I'm super excited. I get to go teach some clay this week in a middle school classroom. And I'm. it's going to be like the thing that keeps me going all week because I just can't <laughs> wait to have clay and be with kids and get messy. I, I fully That's understand awesome. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, get them like get them to stick their noses right up next to it and smell it, so they get like every scent. Probably not tasting. Probably not. No, that, but. <laughs> not not the taste. No. <laughs> yeah, but, I might get some phone calls uh, from parents. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure some of my students have tasted the flower water from my paper mache material. Yeah, yeah. It and I, There's always I, one I, kid. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I've got half a class full of those. <laughs> but, <laughs> They're definitely chewing the newspaper, you know. And as far as the messiness, I just feel like it's more memorable the messier it is, right? Mm -hmm. So if you were nice and neat and you did your painting or whatever your artwork was and it came out just perfect and there was absolutely no problem and you were skilled, you were so skillful in it that, you know, you were able to do it without any like stress, well, good for you. 
but <laughs> nobody's gonna that's I mean not that's not nearly as memorable as someone who's crying because they can't get this line right or they just can't get this ratio or they can't get this angle for this character just right and that's a, a sign of a person who really cares too I mean that's such a good point to make because the, the struggle is is where the re- learning really sticks with you I think you know yeah. I think about um, a lot of students I've had and that have gone on to college where school was super easy for them. They were just those kids that in school, they knew how to play the game. They knew what to do to get the, the grade and to memorize the information and then purge the information to move on. And school was super easy for them. And then they get to college and they struggle because they, and, the, and they don't know what to do with that struggle. And that's where, you know, you see them not make it all the way through those four years. And so I think kids have to struggle. And I think that, you know, that just like you said, that journey, that process, that that's where that that it just sticks with you. I feel like if uh, a project that I present to my students doesn't cause them to struggle, then I didn't do a very good job coming up with a project. I agree. Um, And if a project is going too easily for them, I stop everything and throw them a a wrench, (laughs) 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 throw them a, you know, a curveball. Oh, yeah. Now you have to use your feet. (laughs) Here we go, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, man. You're a lot of fun, Matt. I <laughs> Thanks. I want to be in your class. <laughs> I think fun is classy, I think. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely it is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, kids were always amazed when I was doing clay and I had a tie on that day. Yeah. And it was like, they were like, but I, I'm like, eh, yeah. whatever. It's all good. So, yeah. Well, before we part, before we end our conversation, um, is there any last parting words, words of wisdom that you might feel like maybe we haven't covered today? I think mostly the idea of creativity can make people afraid. Just that concept. And you talked Mm -hmm. about being afraid earlier. I would love to talk to the teachers and just say that even though I bring to my table the concept of being fearless, and that's in my classroom, I was a little bit afraid doing this live chat and even this podcast. So you do it for the students. And in this case, I'm so grateful to you guys for having me host. And it's been a blast. But creativity doesn't have to be making something from nothing. Right. Like, it's okay. to. In fact, you still almost have to jumpstart your creativity sometimes. I picture a car that you have to crank, right? And then mm-hmm. start it. You know, a lot of times for me, my, my lessons or my art projects and stuff, I'll do what I've already seen or I'll even trace. And my students tracing their own pictures in different apps and marking it up, they, they're using something to go by. They're not making this up like straight out of their brain out of nothing. Thunderbolts or lightning bolts don't come down and hit the creative teachers. Um, we simply have, you know, maybe a different skill set, but try to tap into those other teachers who are creative and just try creative ideas. And then it'll rub off on you. If you feel like you're not creative, I've become more creative. I think I already was, but I've definitely become more creative. And it's only because I just gave things a try. So Mm -hmm. just try it. Trying new things is classy. Yeah, agreed. Awesome. I mean, and you make a really good point. I mean, Austin Cleon's written several books, Steal Like an Artist and Show Your Work, 
that really say to that, that very point that you made is that you have to jumpstart creativity and you can't box yourself in. You just have to try, you have to get started. And there's no shame in, in looking at other people's ideas and, and jumping off from that point. That's a good thing. So. Definitely. Oh, well, I think Thanks I'm all, for having me. Yeah, yeah. I'll let Matt we wrap certainly, up. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. So we definitely want to let you have the rest of your uh, afternoon and uh, look forward to talking with you again. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much. All right. All right. We'll be in touch. You too. All Thank right. you. Bye-bye. Bye, Matt. Bye. Heads up, seven up, friends. If you've been enjoying these episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Creatively Connected Classroom podcast. You'll get a notification every time we release a new episode each and every week. And take a screenshot and put it on your favorite social media, Twitter, Insta, Facebook, you name it. Tag Education Closet and K-12 Art Chat so we can reach out and say thanks. And if you really love us with all the feels, give us a review and or a rating over on iTunes. It helps others find the show and connect with our incredible community. Thanks for all your support.